we take ourselves very seriously. So, <laughs> well, good evening, church, and uh, and welcome to our neighbors. I'm glad to be together with you this evening. Um, it is a hey, it's a, a a lovely time to just set aside and to celebrate. And I actually I don't know how much of this is like public knowledge, but there was a time when I was really like wrestling with what does worship look like? And uh, this, this was um, singing songs and sitting at tables. Like this was more of what I had in mind. So before we set up the rows, again, we might just do church like this for a couple of weeks <laughs> around tables and sharing meals. And I think that could be an interesting experience. Um, so it's fun to get to try that out a little bit, a twist on our neighborhood meal. Um, and if you're, if you're a guest, and I think maybe our guests have wandered off, mm. um, but it is our habit. We get together the last Sunday of the month and share a meal together like this and just fellowship together. So um, I'd invite you to, to come back uh, in January 2023. So I guess if we were still writing checks, we could have anxiety <laughs> about writing the right date. Um, but we're coming to the close of the year. Uh, it's Christmas time, and um, I'd like to read together and just share a, a few thoughts. Thank you. Share just a few thoughts about, um, you know, as we go into this week leading up to Christmas. We'll gather on, on Sunday morning, and we'll talk about it again, um, but just some things to think about. So if I've got um, two scripture readings in there, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 1. If you want to pull that one up there, and this would be real familiar to us, um, probably nothing groundbreaking if, if we've grown up in church or watched Charlie Brown at all. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. I'm going off of you, so, so you're keeping pace for me. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor in Syria and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary and his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In the same region, there were... I'm going to pause there. So uh, we're in, in, in Luke chapter 2, and we talked this morning about how there is... Um, how when Mary receives this calling, she does not... Uh, I'm sure there was some eye-batting in the process, but she really does have a piece about the calling. She sees her calling as part of a larger story um, and, and uh, the story of Abraham, of Abe and Isaac uh, and Jacob, Israel the, and David. Um, she sees it as part of a larger story and, and we make a huge production of it. Like we kind of, the whole calendar stops uh, you can't get parts if you're trying to do landscaping. You can't get blocks because the supply stores are closed. Everything just has to stop for the Christmas season. Everything's shut down for a week. I don't know if you can get sand even in the week after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's. Everything closes. And we focus in on this as a big holiday 
But what I think is fascinating is, is in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. What groundbreaking news is there that the government wants to get up in our business and, get, and slow us down? Is anybody surprised by that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of normal, everyday stuff that happens all the time, um, that all the world should be registered. So that's verse 1. We want to we do a census, okay? Um, and what I think is interesting in verse 2, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. They have to tell you exactly which registration this was. Like, the, like this was not, like, for people that were reading the newspaper, they needed to know which registration we're talking about because the government, I guess, was in a habit of doing this. Like, this was not an uncommon thing. We need to specify which registration this is, i.e., this is just normal life. And in normal life, there's a guy who lived in Nazareth, a hilltop town, kind of being undeveloped. It was kind of building a growing community at the time, and he was a builder. Builders went where there was work, so he was there building. And he goes back home to Bethlehem where he's supposed to register. He takes a road trip, uh, and, he, and, uh, and his wife gives birth. These, these things happen every day. How many babies were born in Marion County today? It's, it's not unusual. And if it was your baby, it's a big deal. But the rest of the world don't stop. I don't, do you remember that? How you went in the hospital for a couple of days and, and you came out and you're kind of in this tunnel of like, I can't believe my whole world has changed. And you kind of step out and nobody else cares. Everybody's <laughs> just doing their own thing. They're just, life goes on. Work got along without you for a couple of weeks and then you got back to it and got back in the mess. Like this was not earth-shattering, groundbreaking stuff at the time. It wouldn't have even made the front paper. It's just normal life. A lady giving birth, the government doing government stuff. If, uh, if we choose to build our lives in such a way that we exclude God from it, he will, um, he'll honor our request. He'll say, yeah, if, if you don't want to walk with me, then that's fine. Um, and if we persist, he will give us that uh, into eternity where he'll leave us to our own devices. And I think we'll find that we're not so happy with those. But God's not rude. He's, he's not trying to get in your face and trying to, to break, break your nose all the time. But his invitation is open. And even though he's not going to force your hand, he is going to be doing quiet work in the background, in the midst of a normal, uh, a normal week, a normal year, the government doing government stuff, and a, and a lady giving birth to a baby. God's, God's doing earth-shattering things in a real, real quiet and simple way. It wasn't a holiday to begin with. We've turned it into that, and I don't think that that's necessarily wrong. Well, there, wasn't a, there was a fanfare, actually, now that I think of it. There was a fanfare. But the audience is maybe not who we would expect. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. 
And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that has been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. I feel like angels probably have a pretty good perspective on the world. Like they, they get a, a bird's eye view of things that are going on and they know who's who and what's what. Um, I suspect angels are, un, are not unfamiliar with presidents and kings of nations. Uh, scripture in other places will say that's primarily the thing that they're concerned about. And yet when these angels had good news... They didn't go to the mansions or the palaces to proclaim it. They go out into a field. Not just blue-collar workers, but hard-working blue-collar workers, guys who needed a shower two weeks ago. Guys who, when, their mom, when they come home, their mommies tell them to go bathe before they come in and kiss them. Because they work hard. Rough around the edges, maybe is an understatement. But when God's doing something in quiet moments with a builder and his fiance, that's who God wants to bring into the family. The first people entrusted with the good news that God is, has sent his Messiah were people with dirt under their fingernails and crooked teeth. And probably talked funny and didn't get along with people who showered a lot. And whether or not we identify with that physical description, I feel that in my heart most days. And it seems good news to know that God sees us and invites us into the celebration. So whether we feel close to God in this season or whether we feel far away, whether we've got doubts about whether he's doing any work at all or whether we're just plumb angry at all the things that he's let go, he says he's doing something about it. Quiet, in the background, he's changing the whole world. And he invites us to hear well. Good news tidings of great joy that all of our hopes can be fixed on Jesus and that he can hang all of our fears and anger and regret once and for all and make us right with God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thanks for your faithfulness. Thanks for joy and laughter. 
Thanks for tears. Reminder that you entered into a broken story. So Lord, as we've gathered and paused together this evening, Lord, um, we thank you for being present here among us. As we lift up songs to you, we pray that you would hear our hearts and that you'd smile whether our voices are in tune or not. Lord, I thank you that you see us when we're down and when we're dirty, when we're the most despicable that we've ever been. And there it is that you kneel down and you lift up our chin and you remind us that whether we're good or bad, you are doing good work in the world. In spite of us, you are saving us. Against all odds, you will ultimately bring peace on earth that no government can meddle in. So here in the waiting for your second coming, Lord, we pray, come quickly. And in the meantime, would you walk with us as we, as we labor and work hard to walk with you. It's in your name we pray.